Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hey everyone. The average restaurant serves between 200 and 400 guests in a day. That's a lot of people. Now, take that number and multiply it by 15. That's how many customers Agus Restaurant is serving on an average Friday. 3,000 customers. Try and picture that many people in one place. I wanted to play back one of our most popular interviews with Aga's owner, Shokut Maradia, to understand how a small family restaurant became one of the busiest restaurants in the city. It's Wednesday, August 23rd, 2023. I'm Rahil Ramzanli, and here's what Houston's talking about. Shokut Maradia, welcome into CityCast Houston. It's weird not calling you Shokut Uncle. For those of you who don't know, in the South Asian culture, we call everybody Uncle. But I guess I had to keep it somewhat professional, right? So I didn't call you Shokut Uncle. That's okay. You can call me anything. Uh, we have tons of respect for each other. Absolutely. Welcome into CityCast Houston. So excited to have you on. Before we jump in and talk about Aga's restaurant and catering, I want to know, what Indo-Pak restaurant did you go to before you owned Aga's? Rahila used to be in Los Angeles, you know that, right? So we yeah. moved to Texas in 2007. At that time, there were a couple of restaurants. Royal was one of those and Savoy was one of those. A restaurant that not very frequently, but whenever there was a wedding or you were invited, I had went to those two restaurants that I can recall. Nice. I love it. Those are, yeah, those are staples growing up in Houston. We loved going to Absolutely. those restaurants as well. And it's part of the history of the Indo-Pak restaurant scene here in Houston. So tell me about how did you come to own Aga's and the history of the restaurant? So uh, my family, we are, we have no restaurant experience whatsoever. So my brother and one of my cousins one day said, hey, let's buy a restaurant. I'm like, you guys are crazy. <laughs> Owning a restaurant is easy, but operating is not easy, especially have no experience. So in 2011, we took over a restaurant. And 2011, 2012 was a huge struggle, especially uh, not having the restaurant background. And it was managed by my brother and one of my cousins who initially bought this restaurant. After a couple of years, we were tired of it. We wanted to get rid of it. Like, you know, this is not our cup of tea. Let's focus on what we're good at and not waste our time. But for some reason, I got involved in 2012 or 2013. And I noticed there was no process in place. Absolutely no mm. process. And it was managed just like another typical um, Desi restaurant. I don't know if people will understand Desi restaurant, but that's Indo-Pak restaurant. And then the, we realized that to be successful, you got to think mainstream. You got to think outside the box. And uh, we made a lot of changes. We made changes with food consistency, 
We made changes with customer service. Our DC establishments are known to have a rude customer service, if any customer service. Yes. And I don't like that. My background is hospitality. And in hospitality, you got to take care of your clients. We brought additional staff to give better customer service. You know how it was traditionally that you go to the counter, you place your order and somebody will bring it to you or you go and get it yourself. I changed all that. We made it a full service restaurant. Yeah. Uh, staff comes with technology. You know, technology is huge at Aga's. You place your order right at the table. You pay your uh, tab at, at the table. Very efficient. It's easier for staff who takes orders and also those who are in the kitchen makes it very streamlined. So a lot of those changes made Aga's what it is today. So from the moment that you stepped into the operations and implemented these changes, what was that like from that moment on? How much longer did it take for the restaurant to work and actually succeed? Aga's had a bad reputation before we took over. And first, two years of operation under us was not very successful. So it was like uh, swimming against the waves. You try harder, mm-hmm. but then there is somebody's talking bad about you. But then people like you who had great experience and they went out and start sharing with their friends and family that, hey, I went to Aga's. It was a great experience. And even as of last month, we keep growing. It's such an incredible story that after 12 years, we're still growing. Was there one moment that changed everything? Because I'm with you. Like I was one of those customers that before Aga's became Aga's that it is now, I was like, oh, whatever. It's just Aga's. It's just another restaurant. Was there something that took it from being the old Aga's and made it to the mainstream Aga's that we know now? I I wouldn't say that was an overnight success. It was a slow process. As people came to Aga's, they had a great experience. And that keep multiplying. You know, the news spreads. When you have exceptional customer service, people will talk about it. If you have a really bad service, customer will talk about it. If you're mediocre, you're average, nobody wants to talk about you. So... My staff, my family members, my, especially my brothers, they stepped up and um, made a commitment that let's give customer, each person that comes to Aga's, give them memorable experience so that they keep coming back. I love that. At the time, we had 127 uh, chairs and uh, three servers. That's all we had. I, wow. I know you probably remember, and on the Friday nights or Saturday nights, we would have maximum not even 100 customers served per day. Now, somewhere between three to 4,000 customers are served on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Each day, over 3,000 people. Uh, you know that our, our sitting capacity with the banquet hall is over 800 people, and yeah. people are still lined up. <laughs> to, to dine. So it's, it's crazy. It's a great experience. And it would be uh, unfair for me not to mention Sufyan. Mm-hmm. He was a great addition to, uh, to uh, Agas. 
that guy took it very personal to build this business. And as much of an impact I had or my brothers had, he had just as much of impact on the business. That's one of the reasons, you know, you keep bringing up the employees, specifically guys like Sufyan. And every time I walk in there, I see the same faces, right? It could be between months, it could be weeks, it could be a year. And it seems like the same people are working. And in a time right now where restaurants are struggling to find somebody to work at restaurants, it seems like Agas is doing a great job of keeping employees. So like, what is that about? How are you doing that? Uh, I'm offended by you calling them employees. Oh, I'm sorry. They are not. At at Agas, you're not an employee. You're a family member. And um, I make it very personal for them. I make sure that that they enjoy being at Agas. You know, a lot of employers throw money at their, their employees, hoping that they would be happy. Uh, I've been an employer for many, many years, um, and money will take you not too far. But the way you treat them, the way you make them feel, you celebrate their success, their special days. It's what's important to me. And in return, you see that they're always smiling. And Ryle, you're not the only one with this compliment. We get a lot of our guests compliment me about how wonderful the staff is. And I take great pride with that. I want to make sure that they're number one for me, not my customer. To Mm -hmm. me, my staff is number one priority for me. In return, they take care of the customers. Absolutely. And that is one of the highlights. The other highlight, which I think everyone talks about, is the food. Okay, so let's talk about this. Was there a major haul and major change on the menu and the way you were cooking and recipes? Or was it pretty much the same thing and you just refined it? So the chefs were the same. We hired additional chefs to bring more uh, variety to the menu. So we have six or seven chefs at this time right now, which is tons of experience if you take Amin's chef's been cooking since he was 16 years old and he's 70 plus and he's still working at Agas and he's still happy at Agas. Wow. Jafar Bai is the same story. He was he left his house at age of 14 and he got his job first job at the restaurant and he's been with Agas since we took over, even before we took over. Uh, Noor, he was a professional chef in Pakistan. He brought his unique ideas to Agas. So a little bit of everything. So which chef is responsible for the legendary goat chops? Who brought that to the menu? Because that is by far your most popular item, right? Absolutely. That was the original recipe from Chef Ali. Okay. The only people at Agas know uh, about the chops recipe is Chef Amin and my brother. Nobody else wow. knows what's in goat chops. I don't even know what's in it. They won't even no. tell me. <laughs> So it's, <laughs> they're very protective of, of, of our recipes. Yeah, and it truly shines. Like every time you're there, it's always good. And when you're serving up to 3,000 people in one night in an 800-seating room, it, you have to be consistent because if you're not, 
there's going to be more issues, right? Absolutely. Consistency and process is key to success, right? Yeah. If, you're, if you don't have the process, it's going to break down. One of the best compliments we get is everybody from your restaurant knows what they're supposed to do. Even after having 800 people being served at one time, it's smooth, very smooth operation. So much fun. It's so awesome to see that system rolling. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Okay, for a CityCast Houston listener who's never been to Aga's, what do you recommend that they try on the menu? They have to come 365 days and try everything on the menu. <laughs> because everything is so unique. It's so authentic. It's, Agas is not like typical uh, Indian Pakistani restaurants uh, where they have three different types of curry sauce and they put a little bit of this, a little bit of that and make your dishes. Agas... Every dish is prepared from scratch. Every dish, your biryanis, your karais, your tikka masalas, mutney, butter chicken, it's, it's uh, prepared from scratch. However, first thing, if anybody who's listening right now and you come to Agas for the first time, you will be asked, what is your preference? Do you like goat? Do you like chicken? Do you like curry or do you like barbecue? And based on that, we will recommend the two things I recommend to everyone to try at Agas, whether you like goat or not, whether you like chicken or not, try our goat chops. Try our chicken lollipops. Those are my favorite items from the menu. And uh, chicken tikka masala, uh, our karais yeah. are very unique. So uh, there is tons of options and no... Doesn't matter what you try, Rahil, or your listeners, they will love it. And we guarantee Absolutely. it. We guarantee it. If you don't like it, you let us know, we'll replace it for you. It's no questions asked. I always recommend the Rahil plate, okay, which is you get the paneer mukni, uh-huh. you get white chicken kebab, okay. um, the karai, and one naan and rice. And that's all you need. That's a great meal. I'm like, I just consistently get that. And then I'll come on Sunday for the Hawapuri brunch. Oh, oh my man. gosh. Yeah. That's, if you go on a Sunday, you're in for a treat. Or on the weekend, Saturday or Sunday, the brunch is so good. So there's so many options. There's so many different things. I have to ask you about this. A lot of people don't know. You've got the restaurant side, which is, again, we talked about how massive it is. But then there's also this equally massive, if not bigger, catering side. Tell me about this operation because every time I go to a wedding, Agas is there. It doesn't matter if I'm in San Antonio, if I'm in Houston, Austin. Tell me about this catering operation. 
Right, catering is a big deal. Catering is once in the lifetime event, right? Somebody's getting married and that's the only opportunity Agas has to impress them and make it memorable. So number one, to be successful in catering business, you have to have a, a process. Means you have to have a kitchen, you have to have staff, you have to have the variety of food. We do have that. We have a 6,000 square foot kitchen. We have tons of vehicles. We have like seven chefs. And all of these guys take great pride in making each event memorable from the start to end. When you decide to make that first phone call to book Agas, you get professional staff will handle your call. The one of the best thing and most unique thing about Agas is it's very stress-free mm. from the time you decide to hire Agas until the event is finished. We are involved. We will walk you through the menu process. We'll do a venue site visit to make sure that everything is organized ahead of time. And on the day of, my staff is fully prepared to carry out this event and make it a memorable. It's the most personal to me when it comes to restaurant business because yeah. each event is very unique and shame on us if you let anyone down. That's incredible. Yeah. On a busy night where, let's go a Saturday night where you've got 800 people in the dining room and expecting about 2,000, 3,000 people, two events. How many people are working for Agas on a night like that? So any Friday night, Saturday night, you will find over 150 people, just the staff. Just at the restaurant. Just at the restaurant. Then based on the size of the catering, we have uh, contract labor that comes in and takes care of that. So we could have over 200 employees on any single night with <laughs> catering and restaurant. That is incredible. One last thing before I let you go. Education has always been super important to you. and. You started a scholarship fund that I want to talk about last year. Tell me about this and what kind of difference are you making through this scholarship fund? You know, you're absolutely right. You know my kids, right? They're both uh, highly educated. They can go anywhere in the world and survive. Business can fail. You might lose your business, but your education, you will never lose. And uh, you know this old sayings that, don't fish for them, teach them how to fish. I think education is same thing. You educate them with whatever you can support with. And not only are you gonna change that person's life, you're gonna change family life. You're gonna change the life of that family's like for generations. So I think all businesses should be involved in the community. Whatever they can do, any small, large donation, scholarships, it's really important to us. And um, there are a lot of stories being shared with me about how much they're struggling to make this transition from graduating from high school to college. Some of us are blessed not to have that issues, but some of the families struggle. And little things that we do that helps them a lot, whether it's a down payment for a car or 
down payment for their apartment deposits or school fees. It's really important to me. Education is so crucial to have a better life. And um, Rahel, not only the education credit, we do tons of charity work, whether it's a, a nonprofit organization wanting to support somebody who struggling with food. During COVID, we gave away thousands of meals absolutely free of charge. I mean, it's those kind of things. If community needs some medical support, medical help, we're always there. So I think it's 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 important to be involved in the community because the way our community supports Agas, it would be absolutely shameful if we don't give back to the community. That's perfectly said. On that note, thank you so much for joining us. It is so good. You got to go out to Agas, order it, enjoy it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Let me make a let me make a promise to you and your listeners. Come to Agas. If you're not happy, there is no charge. Wow. There you go. You can't beat that promise. Thank you, Shokan Uncle. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for your support. You've always been a big supporter of Agas. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Nice talking to you. Take care. That was Agas Restaurant Owner Shokan Maradia. You can check them out at agasrestaurant.com. Are you looking for even more recommendations from around H-Town? Well, subscribe to our newsletter, Hey Houston, at houston.citycast.fm and get the latest recs from Brooke Lewis every morning in your inbox. That will do it for today. Thank you for listening, and I hope you learned something new. It's a recorded interview. We can stop anytime. You can just say, hey, I just want to stop for a second. No. No big deal. Keep it going.